season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. This episode is sponsored by 22Bet. 22Bet is your one-stop shop for all your sports betting. Download the 22Bet app today and enjoy its easy-to-use interface. The app is fast and reliable and completely intuitive. The sign-up process is short and the sign-up process is remarkably quick. There are lots of products including slots and live casino betting. Mark your favorites for quicker access to your preferred sports leagues and teams. 22Bet has a huge selection of payment methods as well as options for cryptocurrencies. And transactions are fast and no additional fees apply. Take advantage of your 100% welcome bonus for your first-time deposit. 22Bet has some of the highest odds on the sports you're interested in, along with excellent coverage of sports, events, including local teams. Terms and conditions apply. Please click the link in our podcast description to find out um, how to get your 100% welcome bonus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. I will be your host today. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. That would be greatly appreciated. I am with my co-host, Eric Warner. Eric, we're on to week 17. I can't believe it, man. The season's almost over. Before we get to our picks and some other news things, I got I got this question. We were talking with the Mandalorian last night. Don't you kind of feel like it's weird that like you don't get to know any of the names of any of the people in the show? Like I'm already five episodes in, and I don't know anyone's name. Yeah, like, all the all the characters are just like, like the guys called the Mandalorian, and then it's Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I like the show, though. Yeah, I'm, I really uh, like the show. Yeah, I'm through it for five. I'm five episodes through. Excited to keep going, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was weird. And like, I I, I mean, Googled it. I'm like, what's this freaking guy's name? And it's just called the Mandalorian. I just thought that was weird. Anyways, um, yeah, I guess that's like their. <laughs> Their like history is a, the Mandalorian, and I guess he just calls himself that. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I, don't either, I, don't, but... I don't get why they don't have a name. And I looked up Baby Yoda's like he's got his own name. He's actually not Baby Yoda, which I had to look that up and get the timeline set. But yeah, yeah. good show. Um, all right. Anyways, um, week seventeen on the horizon. Um, before, again, before we get to our picks, I want to uh, talk about breaking news here in the NFL. Jim Schwartz. Um, well, I guess more for Eagles fans, but Jim Schwartz will not be back um, for twenty twenty one. Him and the Eagles are um, going in their own direction. Their contract, his contract was up after this year, and they decided not to go um, and not to uh, bring him back. And he actually looks like he's taking a year off in 2021. So it was actually uh, kind of maybe best for both uh, both ways if they kind of went their own uh, went their own path. Look, I my personal opinion on it is I think that um, I think that I don't know if like the it's better on the other side. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, oh, we always want to fire the coach. We always want to get rid of the guy, but like, you got to have a good plan to, to replace him, right? Like, I'm taking a look at Schwartz's numbers as a defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Uh, this year, they're set their 17th in DVOA. 2019, they were 12th in DVOA. 2018, they were 15th in DVOA. 2017, they were, I think they were fifth. Yeah, fifth in DVOA. In 2016, they were fourth. Like, that's that's solid 
Like that's hard to do in the NFL. That's solid. Like having a top like 18 defense in five straight years is not easy to do. So I don't know. I I think I think fans should maybe just kind of chill out on the like be all pumped up that Schwartz is gone. Yeah, I first off, I didn't realize he was there for that long. Um, so he was brought in. That, he had a pre- so Doug Peterson brought him in in 2016. Right. So they, they came before in that, he had a pretty rough stretch. He had a rough stretch as a head coach in yeah, Detroit. Was, I remember. How long was he there for? I'm not sure, but I just remember it wasn't very long. They were a pretty yeah. bad team, and. I remember when they first hired him as a defensive coordinator, I thought it was kind of questionable just because of his past as a head coach. But like you say, the, the, those numbers speak for themselves. He's done a pretty, pretty good job. And looking at the team this year, I don't know what a defensive coordinator is supposed to exactly, do with that yeah. secondary type play. At some point, your defensive coordinator is just going to, is going to call coverage and you need a player to cover somebody. And last week, there wasn't guys within five yards of some of the wide receivers of Dallas. So I don't, I I'm, I'm with you. I don't like, I wouldn't point the finger at Jeff Schwartz. Yeah. And I'm taking a look at like his head coaching record. So he was hired in 2009 by the lions. He was there for five years. Um, he had one, oh, he was longer than yeah, that he was there for a while. He had five, so he had one winning season of those five years. It was in 2011. They made the playoffs and they lost the saints in the wild card game. I don't really remember that, but, um, what I always remember for is the trades. Remember when him and Harbaugh got into it? Do you remember? You ever see yeah, that? the handshake. Yeah, the handshake. Yeah, that's what I always remember him. And he was chasing Harbaugh down in the field. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and he was also defensive coordinator of the Bills. Um, and then Rex, when Re- they hired Rex Ryan, he brought his own staff in. But Schwartz in a top five, he was fourth in DVOA that year. Um, and he was eighth in yards loud. So that's not bad. Like, I think he's a very underrated coach. Like, I, I, I don't really get – like, I was like, – his scheme is frustrating, and I, I don't think he's adapted well this year, especially. Like, that game against Dallas, like, he didn't even help Michael Jaquette or anyone. Like, he, he let the quarters just kind of on an island, right? And, I, and that's kind of his scheme. He's a, he's a strict man-to-man guy and kind of let the let the defensive line cook. And he's had some defensive line talent, like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. He's had – like, you, you can't – you can't say he hasn't had talent there, but in the secondary, he's definitely uh, definitely hasn't had some talent. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it sucks. Like he won me a Super Bowl. I think I I got him a sauce off the guy. Yeah. Uh, just a side note: but that game on Dallas when they were winning fourteen to three when Fletcher Cox was healthy. Once he got hurt, they were outscored thirty-four to three. Yeah. Once Cox went out, it was it was noticeable. Like yeah, that's just how good Cox is. Well, they also they also didn't have Josh Sweat or Derek Barnett in that game. Like they were both out. So Cox was it was kind of it was Cox and Graham. Um have you taken a look at who the e- players that are out for the Eagles tomorrow? Do you know like the do you know the right? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> All right, it's before we move on from the Eagles. They're resting a bunch of guys. Yeah, I, uh, before we uh before we move on from Eagles, I gotta show you this. So the following players are out versus Washington tomorrow night. Reminder, this game is the NFL decided to flex this game to the night game, which yeah. is ridiculous. Well, first off, and like half, screw them for doing that to Eagles fans. Like, we gotta wait till the literally the last minute of the season to end for this fucking finally the season to end. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> God, screw the NFL for that. But, anyways, Derek Barnett, Sean Bradley, Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Mailata, Duke Riley, Richard Rogers, and Miles Sanders, and Michael Jaquette is questionable. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for the Eagles, though. I need yeah. them to win. So, yeah. Why, why would you? Oh, yeah, for your Giants ticket, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I wonder, I, why are the Eagles resting, guys? Uh, well, they, I guess if any, like, if you were anywhere was banged up, like if you were just had any nick or, or nick or bruise or pretty much throwing, uh, they weren't playing you. I, I get it. Like, look, there's no risk. Yeah, there's I no guess. need to risk these younger guys' injuries. Like a guy like Miles Sanders, there's no point of him being in the, that game. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and Jordan Mylotta had a concussion last week. He's out. Fletcher Cox is like a neck injury. Um, but yeah, I, I would. I honestly, mm. this is the first time I can remember in a long time where I actually don't want them to win. I actually, I, I'm actually kind of rooting for Washington. Look, I want a top. I want a top draft pick. And I, what if the Eagles beat Washington and then the Dallas Cowboys get in the playoffs? Like that sucks. I don't want the Cowboys. Yeah, that's in the a good point. Yeah, and I'd rather see Washington win for my dad. He can finally get in the playoffs. All right, I want to. Um, right. I wanted to run down because um, after last night, it was pretty interesting seeing Justin Fields kind of light it up and kind of what that did to maybe the quarterback carousel that we're going to have this offseason. Um, last, last year was, just, was bad. Well, not bad, but it was uh, like a lot of quarterbacks were changing teams. Like you had Mariota, you had Winston, you had Newton. Like it was kind of quarterback, uh, quarterback heaven mm-hmm. in free agency. This year, not so much, but the draft is a lot more – like you got four or five quarterbacks that could probably go in the first round. I want, I'm going to throw some teams at you, and I want you to let me know what you think they should do at quarterback next year. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Miami, this one's, I'm going to start just kind of go down the draft order. This one's actually, let's start with the Jets. Two, do you think they should take Fields or, or Wilson, whoever they, whoever I, they like, or do you think they stick with Darnold? I still. I still am sticking with Darnold personally. He's 23. Like, we don't know enough about him. Fields did look great, but just the my thought process of building around Panay Sewell and Kai Becton yeah. in your offensive line is it's too hard for me to pass up. So I still would lean that the Jets take a tackle. Yeah, like in honestly, nowadays in football, the last like five and maybe even just last decade in general. I think right tackle and left tackle are kind of just becoming just as important. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to – Yeah, start, I agree. Like you don't just need like a left tackle is more important than right tackle. Like having Makai Becton and Penny Sewell on, on the outside is – like that's – like you can start your franchise right there. Like you know what I mean? Like that, those are two exactly. building pieces. I'm with you on that one. I – look, and maybe maybe feels lights it up again against Alabama and wins the national championship, but – like I, my opinion of Fields didn't really change after last night. I still think he's, yeah, I still think same. he's an okay prospect. Maybe more tape I watch this offseason, and I'll get more convinced. But as of right now, I don't think he's worth it for the Jets too. When you have Darnold, all right, this one's interesting. Let's say Miami loses to Buffalo this week and Tua Tagovailoa struggles. Dolphins sitting at the third. Uh, Do they look at a quarterback? No, not with the wide receiver talent that would still be on the board. Tua, but like he, here's, he here's, here's a, here. Let me throw this at you. Does it seem like they're not very com- like they're not very confident in him? Like they just replaced him with Fitzpatrick like twice already this year, and like don't you kind of get yeah. that vibe? Yeah, but that was kind of expected from Tua. He's so young. Like there was going to be growing pains, and Brian Flores is doing his job as a coach trying to get into the playoffs he realizes at some points when ryan fitzpatrick gives them a better chance to win Tua gives them a better chance to win long term so they're trying to give them some seasoning 
along the way right now. But two is the future in Miami. They will be watching him for years to come. There's no way they draft a quarterback. Okay. I, I agree. I don't think they should. Um, I, I think it would be dumb. But I'm, I'm kind of more tailoring it to, like, it just doesn't – something's not right there. Like, it's almost like if, like, a relief pitcher, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, like, you can't be having a relief pitcher for your quarterback, right? You, you need to find one. I don't know. There's something – Yeah, there. but we kind of – didn't you expect this from Tua? Like, we both said Tua's not going to come in and light it up. He's only – he's 22. Yeah, I know. I know. I agree. Like, I, I, I still – I'm – I'm high on two. I still think he could be a great quarterback. I just, I don't know. Just the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick thing and pulling him as like, and when he's that young, it just, I don't know. Something, it just doesn't seem like they're confident in him. And if you have the third overall pick, say Jets take Becton or sorry, take uh, Penny Sewell, then like you got, you can pick from Wilson Fields or, uh, or Lance. But like, I don't know. I just, if they fall in love with one of them, who knows? Crazier things have happened, in my opinion. Um, all right. Atlanta Falcons at four. I'm going to throw like four or five more at you. What do you think they should do at quarterback? Do you think they should well, – let's say Miami takes – what if it goes Sewell and let's say Miami like reaches for Chase and they got Fields. Yeah, wide receiver. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, that's a really tough one because Matt Ryan's been there forever. He's still yeah. under contract. Justin Fields, if you're drafting him, I don't think you're putting Justin Fields on the bench for a year. No, I agree. Um, so – I wouldn't be surprised if they, if maybe they fall in love with a Zach Wilson, who I think maybe could use a year on the bench. So yeah, I could I could see Atlanta taking a quarterback for sure. I think they go quarterback. I think it makes too much sense. Like you're you, you don't get a top five pick very often. Matt Ryan's on the wrong side of thirty, and he's and you can see his arm strength kind of withering away. It makes so much sense. There's no reason to take like a like a Gregory Rousseau or something like that there, right? Like yeah, I, I think yeah. I think they gotta take a quarterback there. Um, all right, the Lions are currently sitting at seven. Now, this is a team right now. Just looking at it, I think this is a like most probably their best bet to trade up and go get one. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That that's exactly yeah. where I'm at too. I could yeah. see the Lions move if we just talked about three or four teams that might not take Justin Fields. If you're a team around that seven to ten range and you evaluate that Fields is your guy, they'll they they will have the opportunity to go get him. Yeah, exactly. And I think you got to trade Matt Staff for this offseason just part ways and then you draft a quarterback. It makes it just makes so much sense. Um, yeah. and, and they're sitting at seven. Like you could easily like, – even if Miami's willing to trade out, like if Philadelphia's still ahead of you, a team like that, Cincinnati even, they, they already got their quarterback. Um, they need a tackle though. But I don't know if Penny Sewell's going to make it there. Um, all right, yeah. I got uh, three more quick ones. The, what about the Giants? Like they're at Ooh. eight. Like, like that's – that's a tough yeah. one. Daniel Jones definitely regressed this season. Um, well, I would you say he regressed? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I think look, he had that kind of he had that one stretch last year where he was pretty good, right? Then he had like a four or five game run last year where he was actually playing pretty well, and then it went downhill from there. He's had like his bright spots. Yeah, I just I don't think he's the I don't think you're gonna get top ten quarterback play from him at any point. Yeah, I will. Like, I just could you, could you see him being like a could you see him being like a like, – I'm trying to think of a comparison. Like, I, I don't know who I could compare him to. Yeah. I, I almost just want to give the Giants' whole offense a pass this season because they didn't have Saquon the whole year. Like, you take away your best player on any offense, it's going to be worse. So, I, I'm i giving the Giants' offense a pass this year. Yeah. And Jason Garrett's the OC. I think they got to mix that one up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That, that one's going to be interesting. And then the next two, like there's – and then the next two, I think, are other teams that need quarterback. You got Carolina at nine and Denver at ten. Those two teams, I think – I think – I think like Trey Lance makes so much sense in Carolina. Yeah, I could see that for yeah. sure. Um, and then like New England, San Francisco are 14, 15. They're probably trade-up potential. I think San Francisco's – like I think – I have a feeling Kyle Shanahan is going to fall in love with one of these guys. Whether yeah, Trey Lance or – Yeah, and he make, and he finally goes and gets one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of change of the guard at quarterback this year. All righty. Are you ready for our Week 17 picks? Last of the regular season this right. week. Actually, what before our picks. Yeah. Before our picks, the other big news, um, David Bakhtiari tears his ACL. Yeah. How much of a factor do you think that will have on uh, Packers' postseason run? I don't think it's the end of the world. Like I think they can e- I not easily. I think they can make it work. Like um I who's their that Jenkins guy? He's a, he's the right guard, right? He's going to move the tackle. He's having a pretty good year. Um I think he's the right guard right now, right? I, yeah. I, I could be mistaken. And he's having he's having a really good year at guard, so if they just move more to tackle and I think John Runyon Jr., uh, John Runyon Sr., of course, left tackle for Don McNabb when I was growing up. His kid is a, a uh, I think like the swing guard on Green Bay. And he actually played pretty well in spot duty this year. So like, mm-hmm. I, I, of course, having the, of course, losing your top tackle is is gonna is gonna suck. But I, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like I, I still think they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. I think they're the best team in the NFC. Still, they can definitely get over this. What it just means though is if one more offensive lineman yeah. gets hurt, watch out. Yeah, that's a great point. Like it's. It's kind of like you're at your breaking point right now. Like this is we can't yeah. get any more injuries. You're okay now, but if one yeah. more goes down, I, I'm I'd be pretty worried. I was thinking like when it happened, I'm like he's the last guy you would want to lose, and I was thinking no, like if Devontae Adams went down, I think that would be killer. Yeah, other yeah. than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, other than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you're right. But I think yeah. I think if they I think if they lost Devontae Adams, I would I would probably take away their first spot in MC. Like he's that dominant, and then again. I, I like the Eagles won. I'm sorry, bringing back to Eagles, but they won a Super Bowl without their like starting tackle. Like Jason Peters back in 2017 was playing at an all pro level, like he was he was playing really good football and then he went yeah. down. So, like, and it, it's possible. Right. Like, there's been teams that have done it before. So, um, mm. side note, congrats, Devontae Adams just got put into the 99 club in Madden. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think is he your, is he the one more thing before he hits the pick? Is he your best receiver in the NFL? I think he is. I think he's yeah, been I. I've been saying that the last yeah. couple weeks. He yeah. when we, what what do you have that stretch where he had nine straight games with a touchdown? Like as a wide receiver, that's his, his stats are ridiculous. He's got yeah, he's got 109 catches for 1,328 yards, 17 touchdowns. He went on a stretch where he had two touchdowns in a game, three touchdowns, and one, 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 two, one. Like he went on like a seven game streak that was seven game streak that was incredible, and he's missed three games. Yeah, seven <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, damn. Anyways, um, all right, let's get to week uh, week 17 picks. Eric, do you have a uh, – a, um, a, uh, Yeah, all right. We're heading to the uh, last – Score update. Yeah, score update. I'm 24-19-2. You are 21-24. and 24, So – you're three games back. What we're going to do, because we missed week one, we're going to do five picks today. So you have a prayer. All righty. So I, need, so you, I need to go. Need all right. Let me leave it off. So I need to go four and one. And you get a one and four. So my three games behind you to tie yeah. it. 
Okay. And reminder, we are – so whoever loses, we have to buy an item off of nflshop.ca that the other person wants. So That's right. I will be uh, – hopefully after after my perfect week here, you'll be shopping for me. I am going <laughs> yeah. to start here. Um, hold on. Let me just pull up this current spread. All my spreads are down right now. I'm going to go with one and a half in this game. That's the one I got originally. Um, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills plus – or minus one and a half. Is that still what you have? Okay, cool. So I'm taking the minus one and a half. Look, even even if they sit some of their starters, I think Miami's done. Um, look, I, I'm not a I'm not a believer in Tua Tagovailoa this year, um, and I think and I just think something's wrong there. I think they've kind of hit a wall on offense. Again, they have no playmakers on offense to kind of help him out really. Um, and last time the Bills played Miami, they lit them up. Like it, I know they have a good. I know Miami's defense has gotten a lot better, but. He since uh, the last time they played it, I know it was way back in week two. Josh Allen had one of his best games of his of the year. He had 413 yards passing and four touchdowns. Bill's offense ranks fifth in DVOA and are fourth in NFL in yards per game. And you can make the argument Josh Allen's been the third best quarterback in the league behind Mahomes and Rodgers. And again, back to the two thing, like he's he's very limited. He's 31st out of 36 quarterbacks in yards per attempt at 6.3. He has failed to eclipse seven yards per attempt, six of his eight starts this year. That's kind of alarming. Again, I still think this is just an off year for him, and I think well, they'll definitely get better next year, but I think it's done. I think Buffalo rallies. I think they finish going to the playoffs, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I think one half is too small, and who knows? Maybe they don't even bench the starters. They haven't announced it yet. I'm assuming they will at halftime if they're winning, or who knows? what they're going to do, but um, I think they're going to want to beat Miami division opponent, knock them out of the playoffs and make it. Yeah, I I would lean Buffalo too, but it does just worry me a little that they rest guys. That's something you always got to be cautious of week 17. If at halftime they took a, take a look and see that the Steelers are losing, um, then the game becomes irrelevant for them. So Sean McDermott would, the responsible thing would be to pull, pull his starters, but you're right. You never. It's impossible to predict what they're going to do there. Um, for my pick, I can't believe I'm doing this, but my favorite pick of the week is the New York Jets plus three. Oh, I wanted that one. That was my next one. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, that pick. Call me crazy. Like, are, are the New England Patriots are the worst team in football right now? Like, yeah. Clean- Right now, they've scored 23 points combined in their last three games. This offense has absolutely hit a wall. I can't believe – like, I actually don't think that the Patriots should be favored in this game. Like, I honestly think this game should be a pick them. Yeah, So, to get get three points with the Jets, I'm I'm jumping on that, to be honest. Yeah, and look, the Jets are kind of like – they're fired up right now. They've won a couple games. This team's a little motivated, you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, like they're, they're going in different directions. Like the Patriots are going down, the Jets are kind of going up. They they already lost Trevor Lawrence, even if that was in the back of coaches or ownerships, mind whatever. Like this is they're fighting for jobs right now. This this team's gonna look a lot different next year. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's the thing. I think if anything, New England Patriot players will have mailed this one in because yeah. their season is over. They kind of in their locker room they had their expectations as a playoff team and. Teams that are expected to make the playoffs that don't, I love fading in week 17 because they're they're just they, they don't have the motivation. Yeah, I agree. And the Patriots can't throw the ball right now, and the Jets run defense is pretty good. Like as bad yeah, as they I, are, they're the run defense section is all this year. It's passable. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Um, I am going to, uh, I, again, this is kind of going off what I usually do, but taking the Colts minus 14 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, the Colts have five 17-plus point wins this season, while only the Jets have more 17-point losses than the Jags with three of those six, uh, three of their six three-score defeats coming in the last three weeks. So basically – um, I think this is a big mismatch, and I think the Jacks again, the Jaguars are kind of mailed in already. They already got the number one pick. They're not fighting for much. The Colts need a win. Like this is like 100%. They must win. This team's gonna get. This team's gonna be firing all cylinders. I think. Uh, I think they blow them out. Yeah. Um. I watched that Jags team play the Bears last week. There's absolutely nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, James Robinson sat last week. Their offense was brutal. He's sitting again this week. I I just don't see how I don't see them scoring points. So yeah, I I really like that pick as well. Yeah. Um, for my next pick, I am going to take the Seattle Seahawks minus seven. Um, the San Francisco 49ers had a really gutsy, spirited performance last week, taking down the Cardinals. They're playing this role of spoiler. This is a huge letdown spot for me. I think that. They're also resting, guys. I saw Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk won't play. They're not bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo. So I I, I think that their mindset is, hey, we our season's over here. We did our job last week, and I just see this being a letdown spot for them. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and who's starting? Is it Beathard again? Yeah, it's Beathard yeah. again. So Garoppolo's done, eh? How many games did he start this year? He, like, I barely remember even playing. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, and, okay. uh, oh, sorry. Because um, of the spread, sorry, one second. The spread at one point was higher, and then San Francisco winning that game against uh, Arizona dropped the spread. So I, I like, I kind of think that that line value shouldn't have moved. I still think the Seahawks are they're more than seven points better than 49ers, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point, and I, I think yeah, I agree. The the, 49, the Seahawks are playing. Actually, pretty good football. They just won last week. Um, they've clinched the division, but they're still fighting for seeding, so they're going to be still playing their their starters. Um, exactly. So I, actually, I like that one. Okay, my next one here. What's the spread currently at? All right, the spread is currently sitting at plus two and a half. We're going to take the Denver Broncos hosting oh. the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Are we just stealing each other's picks here? Yeah, we're <laughs> stealing each other's picks. Uh, all right, I, I, man, I, I, I think Vegas is done. After last week's deflating performance, I don't know how you can go back to them um, after Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a freaking 50-yard bomb on the silence while getting his face ripped off um, <laughs> to Matt Collins, of all people. I, I think they're done. Um, I think they've already thrown it in. Like I, That's as deflating as losses you can get. Going on the road to mile high. Drew Locke's still trying to prove his – if he's a starter in Denver, he's got everything to play for this week. He's going to want to be division rival. I think they win outright, and I'll take the two and a half points too. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. really, really like that pick. Like, yeah. I can't pick picture <laughs> the Raiders having any sort of motivation for this yeah. game. Um. All right, my next pick – uh, I'm not crazy about this one, but right now the Carolina Panthers are plus six playing the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara has been ruled out with COVID and their whole running back room has been labeled close contact. So we saw what happened to the Browns last week when they lost their whole wide receiver room. Now the Saints are playing without their whole running back room by six. I just... 
I think it has more of an effect to lose that many players at one position than Vegas is giving credit for here. So I, I'm going to take the Panthers plus six. Again, they're a young team playing for jobs. They've been competitive all year, something I didn't see ha- happen. I mean, I had them as one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. They proved me wrong. So, yeah, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves just seems to cover, and plus yeah. six with Teddy, I'll take it. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. And, look, the Saints, like, without Kamara, I think their offense is, is very limited. I think he's, I think he's like, their best weapon by far. Um, exactly. So. And this is also another spot where the Saints might say at halftime, let's rest some guys here. Um, don't need Breeze getting hit in the ribs or anything like that. So I, I could see some starters getting pulled in the second half. Yeah, and it wasn't it close like the last time these teams played. I think the I think the Saints won like a game winning field goal or something. So like they've already covered that spread at some point this year. And yeah, they're, they're, gonna want, they're gonna want revenge. So I think that's a I think that's a good pick. All righty. Um, I am going to kind of go off the board here, and I, I can't believe I'm can't believe that I'm taking this team on week 17. But um, this line this line seems a little fishy. I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus seven and a half right now against the Tennessee Titans. Um, and the Texans always play the Titans hard for some reason. They're always always in a good good fight with them. They're division opponents. Um, and, and and again, this I am I am worried that Derrick Henry is going to kind of bulldoze his way through this team. Um, but I, I think Texans are going to play some inspired football. Uh, J.J. Watt, potential last game as a Texan. Um, you got C- Romeo Cromel uh, trying to – I don't know if he's going to still stay in the league. I think he's like the oldest coach in the NFL. Maybe he's looking for a job somewhere else after this. He's going to want to coach hard. He's going to get these guys fired up. Deshaun Watson um, against his Tennessee Titans pass defense. I think seven halves too much. I need to keep it close. Yeah, I like that too. Um Right after I saw that clip on Instagram of JJ Watt calling out his yeah, whole that was a great clip, um, eh? I yeah, yeah, I almost instantly in the back of my head said Texans are playing hard next week. Yeah. <laughs> instantly, what I thought. So yeah, I would lean that the plus seven and a half. Um, for my next pick, oh, I just had it. Where is it? Yeah, okay. I'm I. I might be a little biased here, but I'm taking the Rams plus three. I'm going with Johnny Wolf. Yeah, I, I love it, baby. I I think if there was one team that could get a win with their backup quarterback, it's Sean McVay and the Rams. I think he's going to put Walford in good good positions. He's not going to ask him to make crazy mistakes because I think. I think that the Rams defense is going to dominate this game. Kyler Murray isn't 100%. He's dealing with a lower leg injury, and we talked about it. I think last episode of the one before, when Kyler Murray's not running, this offense is it's pretty stagnant. Yeah. And then you have uh, Jalen Ramsey to, to shadow DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm just hoping Johnny Wolford doesn't lay an egg because I think the Rams defense is going to win this game, and I'm getting three points, so. Taking the Rams. I love that pick. I was getting the next one. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think look, I think Arizona's choking. And I, again, I've kind of harped on them on this podcast as well. I, I think something's wrong there in the offense. Does not look doesn't look right to me. It's not passing the eye test like it did earlier in the year. Um, and I, I Cliff Kingsbury's seat might be pretty warm going if they lose this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. This is two years of back to back kind of mediocrity. I know last year's roster wasn't as good. But this roster, like they should be able to make the playoffs with what they got. Um, I know they lost. I know they lost. Um, I know they lost Chandler Jones earlier this year as well, which was a big loss. But still, like mm-hmm. they, they, mm-hmm. I still think they should have been able to sneak in the playoffs with Kyler Murray. 
Um, he's made some bad in-game decisions lately. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of Chris Kingsbury to say the least. However, I will say this: I texted you this the other day too. I've been setting on air raid offense a lot, kind of like just seeing like the styles of it because that's what a lot of new coaches are doing, and you're going to start to see more of it in the NFL. I think it is a, I think if it hits right, it's kind of a one of the better offenses that you can run. I think it will be a future in this league. All right, my next mm-hmm. pick is um pretty lame. Well, it's my last pick. Um, I'm going to just go simply. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks minus seven against the Falcons. The, the Bucks look really, really good right now. That's the Tom Brady. His last Tom Brady's last six quarters have been un, unbelievable. That he had that uh, comeback win um, against the Falcons two weeks ago, right? What's the Falcons? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, against the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, then one of the worst first halves I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and then he half. and then he killed in the second half, and then he led up the Lions. Uh, last week, like he's playing some good football right now. They're hot. They're want, they're going to want to continue to stay hot going to playoffs. They're fighting for some seeding as well. Um, I think they get the most out of this game. And I the the Falcons after they I think the Falcons what they started zero and four zero and five and they won three or four in a row. They've now lost four in a row. They're going backwards. Um, they got really nothing to play for. I think Raheem I think Raheem Morris knows he's done in Atlanta. Um, I, I just think that they're going to route them. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind yeah, that pick. Yeah. Um, with my last pick, this is a high spread as well. Uh, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns minus nine. Steelers have already announced they're starting, they're starting Mason Rudolph, and I believe they're resting a bunch of other starters. Uh, Joe Hayden just got put on the COVID list. Uh, Browns need to play well. They're not playing well at all recently, so I think they should be a motivated group. And when your head coach on Monday, the week before, says, hey, we're resting all these guys, I don't see the Steelers having a good hard week of practice. I think they'll be relaxed the whole week, as they should. This game is meaningless to them. Their health is far more important than the two or the three seed. I I just think they mail it in, and the Browns should be motivated. So I'm going to take the Browns. Yeah, and after last week, they're going to – they got – if you're not motivated after losing the Jets and have a playoff berth on the line here – Yeah, exactly. So I I think that's a good pick. Um, And I'm actually, I hope they win. I want to see them in the playoffs. Um, So do I. So does your mind change? Who's getting in here? I can't get a read on on if the Bills are going to rest their players or not. Because if the Bills play their guys the whole game, then I think Miami's out. But same thing I just said for the Steelers applies to the Bills. What's the. I can't see the motivational edge of a second seed or a third seed. I think your health is more important. Yeah. Um, so they actually talked about this on NFL Network on Good Morning Football. I was watching it yesterday. Um, if the only kind of uh, evidence of Sean McDermott in this situation was back in Carolina in 2015 when he was a defensive coordinator there, can't the, mm-hmm. the Panthers were 14 and 1. And they the game meant nothing to them, and they still started Cam Newton. They started everybody, and they went pedal to the metal. Like the Cam Newton had like two rushing touchdowns. Like there was no resting nobody, right? So that that's the only yeah. evidence you can get because there's nothing in the media right now. Like no, they haven't yeah. said anything, right? Yeah, he's keeping it very tight lipped. So I think they're playing everyone. I, I don't I don't think they're resting anyone. Josh Allen, like the one thing about him is I think he's done a great job this year as well as not getting hit. Um, as much, and they'll probably tell him right away. Like, if you're in any sort of trouble, hawk the ball away, kind of thing, too. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I didn't and, think of and that. And like, there's there's different ways you can look at. It. Like, remember, like there's those old Colts teams where Peyton Manning 
Like he, they would always rest him at the end of every year, and it never worked out. Like he, yeah. he had losses, right? So there's different arguments for different ways. So it'd be yeah, but th this year I just think it's to the non not having a buy factor. Like if if the Buffalo, if there was two teams getting a buy, and the second seed was a buy, I see obviously Buffalo's playing everybody because yeah. they rest next week, but. This year's different, so it is. It's tough to look back on years past because this is a different playoff format. We haven't had this yet, so going forward, we might have a better idea. But this year, I I think we have no idea what coaches are going to do. Yeah, that's a good point. All righty. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you listening, and uh, make sure to tune into our live show tomorrow morning. We will break it down. We got sixteen games tomorrow, Eric, to break down. Yeah, um, everything's packed into one day. Gotta love it. Um, should be a fun day of football. We'll talk to you then. Happy New Year. Yep.